Hi, this is Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about the cybersecurity market in 2021, having a conversation with Dave DeWalt. He's the founder and managing director of Night Dragon. Dave, always a pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, nice uh, talking to you again, Tom. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Dave, you've just joined the board of Log DNA as vice chair. So, my question is, why another board, and why Log DNA in particular? You know, why another board would be, uh, you know, I absolutely love to, you know, sort of mentor and help CEOs, particularly ones in the uh, in the world that I come from, in the world of cybersecurity and safety. And um, here was a great opportunity for that. After being a CEO for many years, as you know, I kind of transitioned to do chairman work and vice chairman work to help CEOs and help companies grow. And, you know, I found a very, very interesting company here in LogDNA. This is uh, almost like a perfect storm of opportunity for LogDNA. You know, we're seeing so much inertia to the cloud to infrastructure cloud applications, particularly during COVID and the pandemic, where we had you know, opportunities for companies to mass transform and modernize their legacy applications to cloud applications. And you, know, you then add the element of kind of the security threat environment, which has been very, very, um, shall I say, robust, and uh, we're, we're finding, you know, a scenario where you put together all this inertia of cloud and all this threat environment, and suddenly you need to have some solutions to really protect not just the uh, security aspects of the cloud, but really uh, the response of being able to respond quickly to cloud problems or issues that can be occurring. So uh, interesting company, um, just about the perfect size that I like. You know, companies in that 20 to 50 million revenue phase growing into 100 million of revenue, growing, you know, even beyond that is, is the kind of perfect scenario for me. And uh, the goal here is to really scale log DNA into a public company and take advantage of the opportunities that uh, the market's providing. Dave, as an investor and advisor, you're all about finding organizations that fit certain needs in the market. What's the need that LogDNA is filling in this cybersecurity niche? Yeah, I mean, just like the name would imply, Tom, the need that the uh, company is fulfilling here is hyperscale, which is an overused word, but hyperscale logging. So as companies have moved to cloud applications and what's called multi-tenanted cloud solutions, the requirements for logging have never been more, um, you know, requiring of speed. And so many of the traditional SIM tools or security information event management tools that have been on premise aren't used to, you know, an exponential jump in logging requirements. And add to that the requirement to really instrument applications that are cloud native, uh, what's called Kubernetes type applications, are essentially requiring these hyperscale shift to left developer instrumented applications. And what's really uh, the need that it fills is it, it helps with performance. Obviously, if you can instrument as a developer cloud native applications, you can help uh, understand its performance, optimize that performance. But even uh, more essential in many cases is you can look for security anomalies. And by instrumenting your application, the time of development or shift left, 
you end up having a real opportunity to see uh, anomalous behavior that can be occurring in your developed application. And that's the, the set is cross-cloud or what we call multi-cloud solution, hyperscale and shift left instrumentation. You put those three together at, you know, now the market's, you know, booming cloud infrastructure and you have a very interesting asset in the market. Dave, three times you used that term shift left. And I know in your career, you've been a part of a lot of shifts. What are your thoughts on this current market fascination with shift left? Yeah, it's a little bit of an overused word, almost like I described hyperscale. You know, you got to love marketing words. But what's really important here is we learned, you know, as you know, Tom, I've been in the security industry for 20 years. And, you know, what we've learned is two things. Number one, if you don't, if you can't see and harden applications at the time you're developing them, you can miss a lot of vulnerabilities and therefore your applications are able to be exploited by, you know, bad actors. And we've, we've watched this, uh, you know, play out since the cyber domain has been around. And so, you know, what we need to do is, is harden applications at time of development. And that is just, you know, a fact of life. We've learned that if you don't harden those applications from a security point of view, you get breaches, you get payment card industry breaches like PCI or HIPAA breaches. Uh, perhaps you even get something more destructive like denial of service attacks on those applications, potentially even something even more destructive like implants into the applications themselves. Most notably, you know, SolarWinds examples where digitally signed code could be put straight into an application and create backdoors for the attackers to leverage across a wide number of customers. So shift left has become incredibly important and you got to put security into the hands of the developer. And by putting security and mandating security into the hands of the developer, you're able to eradicate some of the basic vulnerabilities that the attackers can exploit and harden those applications. So this is the way of the future for sure. It's been ongoing uh, trend for some time now. But now with, you know, sort of the augmentation of cloud native, Kubernetes built applications that are incredibly fast, multi-tenanted containers and serverless technologies, instrumenting those applications has never been more important because there's no other way to do it. And LogDNA gives us the ability, the absolute uh, ability to put security in the hands of the developer and eradicate the threats that can occur in cloud native solutions. Dave, I want to talk about the market a little bit. We've seen some eye-opening market moves this year, including just the latest, Microsoft's acquisition of Nuance Communications for nearly $20 billion in cash. How do you describe the state of the cybersecurity market today? Yeah, the state, Tom, has been, um, has been extremely um, robust. Again, I'll, just, I'll use that word. You know, you had, uh, again, another scenario unfold you know, probably the most significant scenario unfold in, in cyber domains history, which was a, a multi set of crises. And, you know, we had the pandemic, of course, we ended up with an economic crisis, obviously, that resulted from the pandemic. But then you know, the election year brought a number of other crises into play. And we watched, um, you know, cultural crisis with Black Lives Matter movements. We watched a lot of political and geopolitical tensions, domestic violence, challenges in America. And you start to put all this together 
and it creates a, a perfect opportunity for the attackers to exploit. We watched that with solar wind and the threat environment there, but we also watched it, you know, elevate with the threat environment with smaller companies in the form of ransomware. And this was the single highest threat environment in the history of the cyber domain as measured by number of companies breached, amount of dollars stolen, amount of espionage activity exploited into our environment, amount of misinformation, manipulated information spread across our social networks. Uh, so this is a real scenario from a threat environment. And then to your question, Tom, you know, on the other side, it's been a very robust market for investments. We ended up having the, the single largest invested capital year ever for security at over $20 billion of net new invested capital. We also had the single largest M&A environment uh, in cybersecurity at almost 12 billion of M&A activity in 2020. And you would think in a time of 2020 where you know a lot of economic challenges were occurring, uh, the cybersecurity industry is thriving and robust on the other end, driven primarily by uh, the threat environment. I always say there's super cycles in the cyber domain, and it's all driven by threats. And the bigger the threat environment, the bigger the super cycle of investments, and then spending for customers, and then M&A, and it just drives a robust uh, environment. And here we are with the cyber industry uh, benefiting. In fact, we saw, Tom, two companies uh, reach uh, in excess of $50 billion market caps for the first time in history in 2020 in the form of CrowdStrike and Palantir. We had six companies in excess of 100% market cap growth in 2020. We had one public company with 320% growth in their public stock in 2020. We had a record number of IPOs. And so, you know, on and on, you can really see that this is a um, extremely robust environment for the cyber industry. Dave, I thought you did a great description of the unharmonic convergence of crises we had over the past year. From your perspective, as someone that's been in the industry literally for a generation, how would you say the industry has changed most over this past year? Uh, technology adoption in new ways would be the biggest thing. And that is driven by the, you know, quote unquote, new normal that we're living in with work from home environments and, you know, everybody in locations that they hadn't traditionally been working from, our corporate networks that we had, you know, come, come to be used to for, for decades where you had a perimeter, you had network security, defense in depth. Uh, I, as you know, Tom was a CEO of FireEye. We would put appliances behind a firewall, behind a web gateway at an egress point of the, in the corporate network. And what did we watch happen? You know, MPLS networks, you know, create breakouts to SD-WANs. Now SD-WANs moving directly to SASE or Secure Access Service Edge Technologies, which is essentially direct access to the cloud. And so the walls came down very fast in this pandemic crisis window because out of necessity of people working from home, we had to innovate. And the silver lining in many facets of humanity in this pandemic window has been innovation. We saw that with the vaccines and healthcare and biosciences, uh, but we also saw it in the security industry as well. We saw it in the technology industry. So, you know, the crises forced 
companies to adapt. You know, digital commerce uh, inertia really was accelerated for every company to survive. Brick and mortar wasn't even allowed. You couldn't go to a store. So everybody had to gentrify their old ways. And what did we watch happen was the network changed dramatically and technology adoption expanded dramatically. And as a result, the threat environment elevated dramatically. And that was sort of the perfect storm I was describing earlier and the perfect opportunity we're seeing in the market right now from an investment and advisory point of view, such as companies like LogDNA. Now, Dave, I've read some of the, the predictions that you and your teams have put together for this year, and you've talked about technologies and trends and, and made some bold statements. We're a quarter into 2021. What has surprised you so far this year? The, I would say the thing that surprised me most has been the, uh, well, two things, probably the resiliency of the capital markets um, has been one, a uh, little knock wood and cross fingers, but you know, we've seen a transition of presidents uh, and, and political parties, which is typical to a lot of choppiness in the capital market. So when you look economically at a big picture, uh, the market has come through a transition of power successfully, at least thus far. We also have seen, you know, continued return to a new normal of economy the economy coming back faster and faster, jobs reports. Um, I even, uh, I sit on the board of Delta Airlines. Uh, a year ago, let's say we were in a, um, uh, a significant tragedy, you know, as it related to um, the amount of aircraft we could fly and, and travel around the world. Uh, we're returning at a faster than expected pace and uh, that's rewarding. So as we come into the spring of 2021, I think the surprises are, you know, the resiliency of, uh, of the, the markets, the resiliency of the economy, the resiliency of the uh, technology inertia that we were experiencing in the past year to the point of really continuing uh, the momentum that we, we saw and, and maybe for a long time to come. Now, you've mentioned SolarWinds a few times, and you can't go into any conversation this year and not discuss SolarWinds, but there's also Excelium, there's the Microsoft Exchange server attacks. What long-term impacts do you see from these events that really were seismic in our sector? Yeah, I mean, this was just another wake-up call, Tom. When you look at SolarWinds and you look at the complexity of that attack, the ability to obfuscate not only the infiltration of the attack by being able to digitally sign code into a major application, critical infrastructure application, but also to be able to obfuscate the exfiltration of data as well to the Orion protocols and the command and control server infrastructure. So it really showed us the security operations complexity that was put in place. And obviously the nation state behind this, the Russian SDR, has incredible resources to be able to put these kinds of security operations in place. So it's really created a, another epiphany, if you will, of you know where we are in the great cyber arms race. And when you think about the great cyber arms race, you know we've had a couple wake up calls over the years, and you know some of those wake up calls were Stuxnet examples, like wow, we could have a multi zero day into a nuclear centrifuge in a hostile nation to America and ultimately create, you know, havoc. 
and we're seeing that, you know, we saw that with, you know, the Snowden events and the illumination of a lot of the cyber weaponry that's been around. And here we are yet again, seeing a major epiphany of the scale of security operations by nascent states. And what's the result again? The defense has to respond. We now get a glimpse at what the offense can do. And I saw this when I was CEO of FireEye. I could see what the Chinese APT or Advanced Persistent Threat Programs were able to do at scale. And we now have to respond again with commercial defense and not to bring it back to log DNA too much here, but this is the perfect opportunity for companies like this and hence why I'm involved with them. You have to instrument security into the developer. You have to do this so you can eradicate threats and backdoors coming into applications because you would see that digitally signed code entering in. It would have been anomalous behavior. The developer shift to left model would find that. And the hyperscale logging would see that. And so, you know, cloud applications now have to be ready for nation state attack complexities and TDPs that are being used in the in the industry today. And um, glad to see LogDNA with full steam ahead trying to provide solutions to solve this problem. Dave, I can't help but think that as you talk about the way things used to be, we couldn't draft enough defenders to counter the offense with the old game plan. In this new game plan, post wake up call, how are we going to find and train the defense that can stand up against that fortified offense? Yeah, the good news here, Tom, is, you know, we've talked about the, the sort of poverty line, so to speak, for many companies in the form of human intelligence that we couldn't get. And some companies could pay for the best cyber professionals in the world and some couldn't. And those below the poverty line were easily able to, you know, sort of be attacked and breached and, and you know, difficulty. And we still have that, you know, the shortage of cyber workers in the world is tremendous. Uh, we do have a lot of education programs in, you know, K through 12 and higher ed now that are beginning to create training and education for cyber professionals coming forward. But the greatest news that I see is technology automation. And that comes in the form of AI and crowd. And I use those two words as well because data science data you know, understanding and machine learning in the form of artificial intelligence can do the work of thousands of people at times. And now we have the ability to leverage crowds in the way we do security. And this is powerful. And we're able to now understand if you're a security company, thousands and thousands of companies anomalous behavior. And if you see one anomalous behavior in one company, you can quickly respond to all the other companies. And this came, you know, to the to the forefront when FireEye discovered the solar winds breach. And they were able to very quickly, you know, let everybody know. So the whole neighborhood was able to leverage the crowd in a way that could respond to an attack quickly. But artificial intelligence now, while coupled with crowdsourcing, you know, again made famous even by CrowdStrike, is creating faster and faster responses to the problem and requiring less and less people and human potential error into the equation. That's not to say that we won't always need a coupling of AI and crowd intelligence together with human intelligence, but the good news is technology innovation, particularly in this crisis year again, 
really elevated AI to the forefront. And now every company I see, crowd, cloud, and AI are a foundation of every security company. And that is a requirement today to keep up with the shortage of cyber professionals. And as we mentioned earlier, the attackers' complex abilities, especially nation state and criminal groups. Well, it's a great segue into my last question. Dave, we're a quarter into this year. You've got a better perspective on it now than you did coming in. What are the technologies and trends that you're bullish on for the remainder of 2021? Yeah, Tom, great question. You know, as we've got a glimpse now of just the, you know, coming out of the pandemic crisis, you know, we get a, we get a sense of what the, the new normal can look like. And when you look at technologies that are here to stay, you know, clearly one is, is sassy. And I always talk about uh, SASE as a potential massive exponential change to our infrastructure. Uh, Gardner uh, is seeing this market at a $25 billion market coming up. Uh, we're seeing lots and lots of invested capital going in, lots of interest in this area. I, for one, have a company, iBoss, in this particular area of cloud gateways, SASE cloud gateways. But this area is particularly important as we... Um, you know, see the new normal. The other thing that we've really seen is the real requirement of security in our social networks. And this is phenomenally important as well. Uh, we now have over, over 50 social networks, each with over 100 million users on it. Uh, the virality of information, the ability to create false information trends, altering our psyche and our ability to react to um, news that's happening in the world has never been more important. So protecting those social networks, looking for anomalous behaviors in them. One company I've invested in that we announced yesterday was Safeguard Cyber, who protects that environment of social networks. And then as we started out the conversation, I believe cloud infrastructure security environment uh, is critical too. shift left developer focused Capabilities at hyperscale are required. Companies like LogDNA are needed to be able to uh, keep up with the speeds of performance that clouds are creating and be able to protect them at the same time. So those are just a few. Uh, one last thing I'll say is, um, you know, it's been such a pleasure being a part of Night Dragon here with my investment advisory world because we get to see the greatest threats in the world. And now as an investment platform, I try to, to uh, build companies to meet those threats. And in some cases, it could be SASE or it could be social networks or it could be cloud-native applications like LogDNA. But in other cases, it could be satellite security capabilities, drone defense systems, industrial networks, robotics areas. Uh, these are all the areas that uh, I just think are going to be the future problems uh, as well and already are becoming that. So... We want to be there at Night Dragon to solve that as well over time. But thank you for having me, Tom. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it. I know you came in here wanting to talk about log DNA, but I don't get to talk with you that much. Thanks for giving some insight into the rest of the market. Yeah, thank you for having me, Tom. Appreciate it and uh, enjoy your location up there, all right? Again, you just heard from Dave DeWalt. He's the founder and managing director of Night Dragon for Information Security Media Group. I'm Tom Field. Thanks so much for listening.